0: Welcome to Women's Love Made Podcast with me, Marina Bennett. Today my guest is Sean Gill. She is one of UK and European leading patent attorneys heading chemical and life science division of Vernon Shipley. Don't worry, we don't talk about molecular biology in an interview. We talk about inclusion, being a boss, Sean's early years, what is it like to be the only female partner in a top law firm, and also how to get a Top professional intellectual property protection advice for free. Please welcome Sean Gill. Sean,
1: when did you realize that you are successful? I think it took a very long time, and it was um, well into my career where I suddenly felt like yeah maybe maybe i've I've done well for myself, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and it's, what does it mean? What does it mean for you to be successful?
1: I think a lot of it has to do with my own perception of what I've achieved rather than other people's so um that that sense of pride of of um achieving goals um making a difference that's a big driver for me having an impact on on people I work with, we work for. Um, but, yeah, having that satisfaction that something I've set out to do, I've done. Has it always been like that? If we go
0: back to, say, when you were in your 20s, you were in university, uh, did you know what you want to do? Do you have a clear vision? Did you have a clear plan?
1: Um, probably not. I think... When I started out, you know, deciding what am I going to do now I've got a degree or hopefully we'll get a degree. I suppose I was much more focused on what I thought I might enjoy rather than the sort of places it would take me. And I think at that time in my life, there were lots of hurdles, um, particularly in the profession that I chose. Um, lots of qualifying exams, lots of experience to gain. And so you were always looking to clear the next hurdle. Is and so it's very much forward looking. Um, whereas I think now I have the luxury of being able to look back on, on what I've done and, and where I've been and where I've got to.
0: Uh, do you like, achieve, is that what drives you the hurdles and achieving the goals?
1: I like to have something to aim for. Yes. Um, I, I like to be able to focus on, on, on something. Um, so yeah, I suppose I'm quite goal driven. I like projects. I like something finite. I like aiming to complete something. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm quite focused on finishing jobs. And so, yes, I think. I think I work well with with goals.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure it has been a long journey from uh, from the university where you uh, you studied science. And now uh, you're being a partner, a leading partner in uh, a top London IP firm. Uh, What does it take? What did it take for you to make this journey and to become
1: uh, as successful as you are? Well, there was a lot of hard work, definitely, um, and a lot of inner drive, I think, to keep acquiring new skills, almost moving from one stage to the next. Um, so, you know, I spoke about qualifying exams, getting through those, but then there's this is constant learning and constant development. Um, so, um, Yeah, it's been, it's been hard work, definitely. And so much, um, learning along the way. And also this sort of realization that it's always going to be that way. I'll never sit back and think, ha, I've got it all set now. I'm all sorted. I I know everything. Uh, I've got nothing left to learn. Uh, I feel like every day there's something more to learn, some way to improve new skills.
0: What appealed to you in the profession that you chose?
1: Uh, It's very intellectually challenging. (laughs) It's really hard. It makes my brain ache. (laughs) (laughs) Some days I'm exhausted from thinking. And I love that. I love the challenge of, um, it's a bit like solving puzzles. But um, the other real um, excitement I get from the, from the job is the other aspects. I, I, so I have my professional work, my client work. Um, but then so much of my day is also spent managing, managing people within the firm, um, working with clients. Um, so there's just so many facets to it. It's like I have three jobs in one. Um, and so, um, they're all challenging in very different ways. And yeah, they all come together.
0: What's your favorite uh, part of the job, and what's
1: your least favorite part of the job? <laughs> um, it's really difficult to pick one thing. Um, I think I really enjoy the aspect of of uh, managing the firm, how I contribute there on the management committee. Uh, I deal with all aspects of of how the firm works, and I love to focus on improving things. So I see a problem, uh, I love to to, to fix that. Um, uh, I love being in a position where I can make a difference and uh, and helping people to feel better about their jobs, to enjoy their jobs more, to be more effective, more efficient, get more enjoyment and job satisfaction out of their work. And also then that feeds into um, the client service that we provide um, to to our many and very varied clients. I think that's probably my favourite aspect of the job. The hardest part, I find when people aren't happy, I feel personally responsible because I have that um ability to make things happen and change things when people aren't happy I, I i feel i feel it personally um and i think i could have done more or done better um to make their work experience uh and you know their their job better um, so i take that quite hard when when things don't go well yeah
0: do you mean clients or do you mean people who you work with within the firm
1: uh, more the people i work with within the firm Certainly. I think with clients, there's a, a, a much more complicated dynamic and there are lots of other forces in, in play. But um, yes, obviously, keeping clients happy is also incredibly important to me and uh, and to the business.
0: <laughs> you sound very uh, considerate and caring towards the people who, who work with you and who look up to you. What kind of boss are you?
1: well apparently i'm quite scary <laughs> are you
0: i would never say that
1: <laughs> um but i try to um i try to be supportive and i try to lead by example and i try to um walk the walk not just talk the talk i i work hard and i think sometimes that's a bit intimidating for people and I have had um, people work for me just find it actually quite intimidating how I manage to balance work and family life, you know, having children. And I, I, I sometimes come concerned that I make it look like too much hard, like hard work and not enough uh, of enjoyment. But I think... When I'm at work, I'm very focused on work and when I'm at home, hopefully I'm focusing on on being at home, so um, people see slightly different sides of me
0: you uh, sounds like you have very high standards toward yourself. uh Do you apply the same high standards to people around you, or you do you give them a slack
1: Oh, I definitely try and give people slack and i'm I, I've worked with so many different people um I've had a lot of trainees. Um, not that they've disappeared. They're all still with the firm or have, have continued in the profession. But, you know, over the years, I've had the opportunity to, to take on lots of new graduates and, and help train them. And I see that people are very, very different. Um, they learn in different ways. They work in different ways. They react emotionally in different ways to certain circumstances. So, um, I'd like to think that I am. Consider it in that way And um, and don't I'm not a really hard taskmaster I try to find How to get the best out of people uh, Thank you I'd like to touch on
0: Gender issue and you being a woman, at the moment you have 31 partners in the firm and seven of them are women, so uh, definitely a minority, although a considerable minority. Has it always been like that? How many, uh, how many women partners were there when you joined? And did it change? And was it difficult for you because you were a woman?
1: it has traditionally been a very male dominated um profession the the mixture of science and, and law has certainly on the on the patent side of the profession um been very male dominated traditionally i think when i joined the profession a lot more women were joining but there certainly um weren't any female partners here in my firm uh when i first joined in fact shortly after i joined all the other women who were working, well, the, the two of them, um, left for various reasons. Uh, and I was the only attorney here um, for a while, um, female attorney, wow, which fascinating. Um, was just circumstance. It wasn't like it was a hostile environment or anything like that, but it just goes to show how few, few women there were around. Mm-hmm. I was the first female partner which meant that our partnership agreement had to be rewritten Um, as a result of that. They needed to put maternity provisions in the the agreement because they hadn't had to worry about that sort of thing before. And it was a bit awkward, I think, when I first joined rather... Bizarrely, but the the partners' meetings being all male and being over lunch with plenty of drinks um, tended to be a bit of an old boys club, and I think that was probably the only part of the firm where I've said that was the case. So I think they were very self-conscious when I joined the mm-hmm. partnership and uh, and the meetings. But having said all that, I've never felt like it was a big issue. I can't imagine doing anything else. Oh, rather that, strangely that,
0: that, that, that's a that's a wonderful answer in itself it just shows how uh, how much you are in your own in your own place that's wonderful <laughs> what would you like your new challenge to be perhaps when in 10 20 years time is this something you would like to start doing or uh, Start performing as a ballet dancer. <laughs> move
1: away, <laughs> move away sure from on, online
0: classes. Move <laughs> yeah. to the stage.
1: <laughs> I have no fixed plans for for new adventures. I do think that when I retire and uh, and have a complete reset, really of of my life. I'm really excited about the prospect of of trying different things there there's There's a long list of things that I've never had time to do travelling learning new skills I'd love to be able to play the piano um I'd like to play golf that's a very traditional retiree job <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of things that I would like to just try and 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 see what I really enjoy i've I can't. It's difficult to imagine it at the moment. I think I'll just have to get there and, and, and see how it goes. But um, yes, definitely some some new skills. You always go through life thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I could learn a new language? But really, there isn't space in my life at the moment for that kind of endeavor. So which
0: language would that be? And which country would you go first?
1: Oh, well, I've, I've never been to Australia and I would really love to go to Australia and New Zealand. Um, the really long distance sort of travel that, uh, I've just never had time for with sort of two week holidays squeezed in here and there. So I would, I would like that. Obviously, I don't need to learn a new language to go there, but uh, maybe Spanish. Um I never learnt Spanish at school. I was German and uh and French were the languages that I, I learnt. So yeah, maybe Spanish.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to uh, to ask a bit of a professional opinion and advice uh to our Audience, uh, whom uh, lots of them are entrepreneurs or want to be an- entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneurs in in very different areas. So some would be um, in inventing uh, things, coming up with uh, perhaps new a new technology or a new product or a new service. Um, also, a lot of them are social media entrepreneurs, and my question uh, is about. Uh, Protecting your um, inventions, your uh, creativity, your brand. Um, Obviously, it's very important, but it's something that people don't really think often until it's too late. Uh, What advice would you give? How can you protect yourself uh, on those initial stages uh, when you are just starting? Um, Anything that you would
1: recommend? Well, my first recommendation would definitely be to speak to a professional, uh, patent attorneys, trademark attorneys, you know, they, they, they know the best ways to, to protect your creativity and they work with tiny entities, individuals and, and, and small to medium sized enterprises regularly and they know exactly what people what protection is available and what they need. And, and most importantly, I think is that these attorneys are willing to give initial advice for free. And so you you can have half an hour, an hour of someone's time, an expert for, for no charge. And, and you can spend that time explaining to them what you're doing, what you've done, what your plans are. And they can give you um, a steer on on what you should be focusing on to protect your your creativity, whether that's your brand name or your technology or or any other aspect, really. But uh, I think that's the most important thing: is just actually ask the experts. And and fan, it's fantastic that there is this tradition that you can get initial advice um, at no charge, and 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 then you know what what you can do. And make plans. That's a great tip. Thank you. <laughs> and at what stage? The, the earlier the better? Yes, suppose, always. Yeah. Yes. I think certainly with technology, the sooner you talk to someone, the better. Even if it's just to lay out a time scale of, of what work you need to do in order to be at a position to, to protect an invention. Uh, but just knowing the issues, the pitfalls, the problems that can arise that's all really really important and um can can really inform your sort of business strategy mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing gets um missed or uh any opportunities are missed because that's what it's about
0: thank you thank you uh we'll move now to um towards the end of the interview i uh, I will ask you some blitz questions so that would be uh, a quick question and uh yeah, you can you can try to uh, to as quick answer as, uh, as you can. Um, so I did I did ask you about holiday,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> holiday and language. Um, what is your proudest
1: achievement? My children. Oh, <laughs> how lovely! Definitely, they they make me the most proud. Uh, what <laughs> what is your
0: favorite compliment you have
1: ever been given? That's a good one. I think being kind, actually.
0: (laughs) That's a lovely answer. That's a lovely answer. My my daughter, uh, that's her favourite compliment too. Um, (laughs) She's five. (laughs) Um, If you had a book written about you, what would you like a title to be? Driven. Driven. Nice. Do you like books, books yourself?
1: I do. I love reading. Paper or audiobooks? I Definitely. I'm addicted to my Kindle. So, um, but novels.
0: Is there a book that you would recommend that had an impact on you or shaped you in some way or form? Something that you would definitely like to
1: share with the listeners? Mm, that's a tricky one. I I tend to read books that allow me to escape so far, far away from my own life um, that transport me to a different world. So a book that shapes me, I don't know. I've just finished reading The Midnight Library, which um, has quite a lot of philosophical content about life and how you should um, think about success and think about your achievements and and your life in general and and how you judge things. And there's a lot about regret as well. I thought that was quite inspiring.
0: Thank you. Can women have it all?
1: (laughs) It comes at a cost, but yes, I do think that I have multiple jobs and I don't do any of them to the standard I would like to. But once you get over that and you appreciate that you're not maybe what you thought the the mother that you thought you would be or other people would expect you to be, then yes, I, I think you can get to a place where you do everything you want to do, and it makes you happy.
0: Thank you and As we are wrapping up, is there something I didn't ask you, but I should have asked you What
1: about the skill that I wish I had? Would you like to share this? <laughs> the skill that I wish I had is um saying no. <laughs> I'm very much a oh yes yes I'll do that I'll do that I'm very quick to volunteer and to take on additional work and responsibilities uh, and sometimes that's to my own detriment and also someone else may well have done it better than me so I I I sometimes try to train myself to say no more frequently not just because I'm lazy and can't be bothered but just for my own Mental health and to make sure that I'm not taking on too much.
0: And you still have, um, not all uh, scrap there, <laughs> pause, um, and you still have life in front of you to master that skill.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, every day is a
0: learning day. <laughs> and the last question uh, who would you think from your network, from the people that you know, from the women that I know, think would be a great guest on this podcast?:
1: Oh, well, I have a great friend from university who uh, is a freelance journalist and has recently rode across the Atlantic. And um, she has now, in her early fifties, embraced adventuring and is taking on all kinds of incredible challenges. And um, I think she would make a very, very good person to interview.
0: She sounds like a perfect person to be on the podcast. We'd love to have her. Sean, thank you so, so much for your time. It was such a pleasure and honor. And thank you for fitting, uh, fitting us in into your busy, busy, busy schedule. Thank you. Thank you so much and all the best with all of your plans and uh, learning new skills and adventures (laughs) going forward. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great.